Welcome professional wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And we welcome you to episode 52 and welcome back to year two of the PW Fan Podcast. I'm your host, your grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, musician, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast and Funko Pop collector, Andy. I am also your host, a no selling wrestling any fan and Liverpool supporter, Jeremy. Okay, gentlemen, in this episode, we will be discussing Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions crowned, update on the AEW World Title Tournament, and more. Before we get started, though, please head over to YouTube.com and search the PW Fan. Like and subscribe. Most importantly, subscribe. We can't use an official URL until we get to 100 subscribers, which is a lame and stupid rule. But once we get there, we can just give you a straight-up URL, and you'll be able to find all of our content where we have last year's episodes and what we got released this year so far. So uh, thank you so much for doing that. New shirts available now on ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PWFan. Two new designs for year two, pocket logo shirt and a basic shirt. Uh, look for those. We made them literally as affordable as the website would allow. Uh, we have no control over what the shipping costs, but other than that, we'd really appreciate you looking that up. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW fan where we have three shirt designs all together. And for all other social media, look us up by searching at the PW fan and we should pop right up. All right. Well, that takes care of the intro. If you notice that Andy sounds like he's joining us via satellite this week, like The Rock in 2003, it's because <laughs> he's having a little bit of technical difficulties but you know what we really wanted to bring you to the show we even offered him we said hey do you need to skip this week and he wants to do it so here we are thank you for bearing with us he's going to talk as clear as he can and uh andy i'm going to pass it over to you and get us started like usual if you need any help with anything just let us know all right buddy all right um this week before we get into the show as usual there's usually a couple things to talk about um non-show related so let's get right into it i'm gonna start with i'm gonna throw it over you tim and you talk about the article that or not the article but the video that you saw and i read some articles online about the merger um so let's start by saying this uh none none of us are uh businessmen of any sorts i mean i guess i technically have my own business being a barber but and i guess this podcast but we are not uh we are not professionals about any of this and so if we seem like uh we are three guys who have no idea what we're talking about it's probably because that's accurate but we're going to do our best here to relay the information that we have read so uh there was a report on comicbook.com i'm i do apologize i should have had the name of the author written down but it is on comicbook.com, and I uh, originally saw it via uh, Jim Cornette's YouTube channel that there are rumors of NBC Universal and Warner Brothers Discovery merging. Um, so I'm going to keep it simple so I don't try to sound like a guy that I know what I'm talking about. Basically, each of those companies, one is the top parent company that uh, does stuff with WWE. The other one is stuff that does stuff with AEW, and uh, it looks like there's going to be some sort of merger possibly happening in 2024 it's they're talking right now we don't there's no official anything other than that we don't know um but what is interesting is this if that were to happen 
It's that you got two wrestling companies now that are owned by the same company. Which one do you go with? Or what happens? Do you keep both? Does one eat the other one? What like what does that look like? You know, does AEW try to make a play to go to a different um, network or something? Because you know, maybe they're like, "Look, I'm not letting you take my company." Because let's face it, the WWE is the bigger publicly traded company. They've been around for over fifty years. They have you know credibility. Maybe it's a little hurt right now with some of the Vince stuff, but just in general, they are a well known worldwide brand you go to anywhere in the world even in the jungle somewhere they're going to know who wwe and stone cold and hulk hogan is so you know and then you got AEW, which is a young company and people love it but they've only been around for a few years so like we said this is not anything uh actually happening i think there's just conversations happening it just makes it look interesting that two years from now what could possibly be going on? Do you guys have any thoughts on this in particular? Pretty uh, pretty weird if eventually they were all under one umbrella, WWE and AEW. That would be wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it would be kind of cool because they can easily do like a forbidden door then with WWE and AEW because if they're under the same company, then their contracts technically don't need to be uh, really any different then because if you're under the same umbrella company, then you can flip-flop like ESPN does with abc or whoever it is so it's kind of, i mean that'd be kind of cool to me but i that's the different part of it i think is because nbc technically only has what uh one show of WWE's because other ones with fox right so smackdown's with fox so then raw is with so nbc nbc universal owns peacock and they yeah. own um uh USA. right so fox is is a separate yeah so then that would be the only thing that I don't know what would happen with Fox. Like, I guess it'd still be a separate thing. So, well, here's maybe the thing. SmackDown if, people would be separate. If anybody has the the money to say, "Hey, hey, hey, you're not taking our stuff," they'll just buy. I could see Fox buying Raw or you know whatever they have to do. Again, this is coming yeah. from a guy I don't really understand this. But if anybody has the money to say, "Hey, I would like to make a," you know, I want the show because. That would be totally weird if you, like, all of a sudden... You know what I mean? Like, if AEW and Raw yeah. were, like, a thing, but then, like, SmackDown was, like, its own thing, like, that would be bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of hope yeah. that it doesn't happen because I wanted to keep it separate anyways. Yeah, and I, I really I don't mean, want like, to see I, that happen. Yeah. Um, Tim, the author of the article you're talking about, his name is Timothy Adams. Yes. And I saw Emerson as well posted about this. MSN. Yeah, so this is not, you know, we're not, they were talking we're not, about it. it's all says possible. It's, it's all possible merger. Possible merger, again, you know, um, the one thing that we want to really start doing on this show is we talk a lot about, well, I read this and I heard this. We're going to start citing those sources, you know, like a, like a real, uh, like a real outlet would do, you know, so. Um, thank you, Andy, for giving me that name. I appreciate it. We want to make sure that we give him the credit. And yeah, this is coming from real credible sources. This is not just some like Twitter thing where like people are like, you know, making stuff up. This is coming, you know, like you said, MSN.com. And uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's a crazy thing that could happen. We'll see what happens in the next two years. Um, in other news, 
Triple H today announced that Survivor Series this year will be Survivor Series War Games. What's your guys' thoughts? That just makes so much sense, doesn't it? It's great. That's like kind of the obvious thing, I think, that they always should have done. Because you already have a 5 versus 5 match already built into the pay-per-view, so then you just make it War Games. Yeah, I, I originally saw that they... Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. I originally saw on Twitter today that someone had said, rumor is, and I believe it was... I don't know if it was... Uh, I, I, you know, I really want to make sure that I'm getting this right. I don't know if it was... I thought maybe it was Bleacher Report. Um, but then, you know, that doesn't really matter because WWE themselves, like, an hour later posted that that's what it was going to be, and they posted the graphic and everything. So um, I think it's going to be cool, man. I, I really hope that they don't do Raw versus SmackDown in a War Games because then there's no stakes on the line. Let's, like, who's the better show? Who cares? Like, give me... Then- give me so many people are back and forth. Yeah, now. so give me, give me on the show. Give me a storyline going into this thing. If you're gonna do this big cage match, give me something that. Like, give me a reason why they all need to be in there and fight. You know. Yeah. Well, that's what Triple H said, didn't he? he said it's storyline driven, or he's trying to do that for this time. Actually, I did see that. Um, where did he? He just did a recent interview with another. Um, yeah. It wasn't Ariel Hawani. I can't remember if you guys saw that one. Anyway, so what's Not next? Sure, but <laughs> I, I can try to find a look it up. I can th- try to find a way to look it up. Um, well, let's just keep on the train of Triple H. Um, last week, NXT 2.0 had its one-year anniversary. And at the end of the show... Um, I believe it was Shawn Michaels was narrating it, but it showed the NXT logo, and then it switched to just a... It showed an NXT 2.0 logo, I should say. And then it switched to a updated, I want to say black and gold. Yeah. Uh, just regular NXT. So they dropped the 2.0 after one year. Thank God. Uh, with Triple H back in charge, and... Like I like we mention every week, I, I watch uh, it every week. And it's it's getting a lot better. Stuck than it with was. it. Um, stuck with it. Um, one thing that happened this week was Solo Sokoa came in and won the North American Championship. So that'll be shown, um, or that was shown this Friday on SmackDown, which we'll get into a little later. Um, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on that? You guys got some hopes for now for the future of NXT? I mean, yeah, definitely. It's Hopefully it goes back to what it, what it was, because at least I think to us, like it, there was nothing wrong with it before. Yeah, I think that uh, you know for whatever reason, since AEW beat NXT in that ratings war that didn't last very long, that Vince took it as somehow Triple H was a failure. Or not Triple H, but like the, it was a failure as an experiment. So we changed the whole thing where I just think it was such a weird time. Like you had the pandemic going on and AEW was new and exciting. Like it was the it's the the new, you know, the new girl in town. Like everybody was like excited to like 
I don't think you can compare the two. Like, I think if NXT had stayed the course and once they got back to arenas and doing, like, real takeovers like they used to, I think it could have been something different. So it is cool to see NXT going back because I love that brand. Andy and I have seen it live multiple times. I've sat front row. I mean, I saw, you know, Alistair Malachi, which we'll get into later, you know, two feet from me and it was such a cool experience and i'm glad to see it going back to what it was so it's gonna be cool i'm looking forward to see what they do with it um so lastly i wanted to talk about i don't know if it's official yet but there is it's official that it's being talked about vince mcmahon getting inducted into the hall of fame yeah that's a who would who would do it? Who would who would it bring in? Hunter, in, do you think? Yeah. Or, or, or I also stuff. think maybe it's like maybe it's like a year too early. <laughs> like do it next year when like he doesn't step down and because of all those allegations. Yeah, step down in shame and then. Well, the funny thing is he hated people. Yeah. He he hated people thanking him in speeches and now because he didn't want to be like. Right. I don't know if it's center of attention or anything about him, but an introdu- in, in, induction is all about that. Person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a big thank you. I mean, I don't know if he doesn't want to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just that that came out this week. I thought it was interesting to, to bring up. Um, but if you guys don't have any other any other thoughts or anything that I missed outside of the shows, I can go into Raw. Well, let's jump into it. Alrighty. Uh, Raw this week opened up with Seth Rollins cutting a promo saying he was done with Matt Riddle. Um, and said that he was ready to go move forward with championship um, goals. Uh, eventually, Riddle came out and interrupted Seth. And, you know, Riddle still wants another match with Seth Rollins, and I believe Seth is still saying no to it. Uh, they start brawling a little bit until um, it's kind of broken up, and Riddle gets back in the ring, and the Judgment Day comes out. And they basically try to recruit Riddle really quick. He says no, and they have a big issue with that. And so uh, this leads into a match with Finn Balor versus him. Uh, which I want to say is probably the first time I've ever seen Riddle versus Balor at all. I think so. I don't know if you guys can think of another time, but yeah. uh, pretty good match, good opener. Winner was Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins attacked Riddle afterwards. So that was a nice little strong opener, I felt like, for the yeah. show. Yeah, and usually whenever someone says, I'm done with this person, it never means that they're actually done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unheard of. <laughs> Um, after that, I don't know if you guys saw this, so t- there was like a, a pre-taped heel promo from Dominic Mysterio. It's awful. It's probably um, a good idea it was pre-taped. Yeah, like, the the fakeness of it, I know, I know we're in this fantasy world as it yeah. is, but the fakeness of it was just, or, or it, uh, it didn't feel genuine, <laughs> no. I guess I would say. Because he's 10. Um... And it kept like it kept it kept like fading in and out of his face at different angles and like yeah it was just a weird like camera it was a weird it. first heel promo for him. I'm gonna throw this out there right now. Ain't gonna work. 
Never was going to work. <laughs> We're just watching it not work in real nothing. time. There's nothing with Dominic. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, he's terrible. Um, well, he'll come back into play later in the main event, but until then, we had Damage Control versus Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, winners were Damage Control, and after, what, one week or two weeks, we have another new Women's Tag Team Championship. She just won the tournament. Now, when, when Raquel and Aaliyah won, I think Dakota Kai's, like, wasn't actually the technical legal woman. And so maybe that was planned to eventually, like, give the belts to them, but then have it on Damage Control in the end and give them a rematch. Yeah. I still think maybe just go with them at first because you're pushing them already. Well, I feel like for the women's division for the tag team, there's not like, besides damage control, there's not really like teams of women out there anymore. Yeah. That's kind of like died. It was like there for a little bit and then it like stopped. Yeah. You know? Do you think that you had like a plan for Naomi and Sasha to come back and then it didn't work out? I mean, I still think they might come back. I mean, I don't or know. Or at least, like, at that point for the tournament. Because I felt like maybe it was, like, going a different direction than they didn't get it, it set. I don't know. So many things happened that tournament. A yeah, lot injuries. Of, uh, and, yeah. Injuries from, like, the NXT side. And, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so, we had a backstage segment with Rollins and Bobby Lashley. And... Um, they ended up setting a title match for this week, which Raw opened with tonight, actually. But we'll get into that next week about the the winner. Um, and it's been a long time, I want to say, since Rollins has had the U.S. title. Yeah. Or really even went for it. I think last time he had it was when he faced Cena and Sting in the same night. <laughs> That's right. He was, yeah. uh, he was a two-time champ. Yeah. Right? That seems like it was a long time ago. Because of what? <laughs> That was right when I got back into wrestling, yeah. And he was a Seth, Seth um, Rollins. We had team. Johnny Go- He loved Seth Rollins. Dude, the, the architect Seth Rollins was my favorite with the blonde in it. Yeah, now we... So now uh, it makes Seth way Rollins. more sense where you get the architect thing from. Let me tell you, Bus. <laughs> well, my architect thing is not from Seth Rollins. My uh, architect thing is from sure. me... Being in school for and he's also in school oh, yeah. to be an architect. Working. That makes sense too. <laughs> but he's also work in the industry in architect. But he's for... also a mark for Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a mark. For, I might. I might have been a mark for Seth Rollins, but he likes laughy Seth. <laughs> um, the Joker Seth. Johnny Gargano had his uh, his first match back. Against Chad Gable. Good match. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, this is a good match. I was excited for it because both of these guys, I was like, you could put easily put on a really good match. So, yeah. I was, nice. uh, Otis tried to go after him after, well, afterwards, and he gave a nice little suck it sign. I don't know if it's a tribute to Triple H and John. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I was ready, willing, and Gable for this match, and I was hyped <laughs> to see it. And I thought they did a good job, both guys. Yeah, so I see Gargano wrestle like on a weekly basis, or at least be on a show on a weekly basis. Oh, it'd be yeah, he's great. Unless you're talking certain other podcasters, but 
Um, oh, you mean we, oh, you mean we, the guy we, who has the same face? Johnny, same face? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on. Uh, Kevin Owens had an awesome promo on Austin Theory this week. And uh, afterwards, they, they brought a little bit. What do you guys think of this promo? Yeah, I love this promo. I was telling Tim uh, when I saw him over the weekend when he was cutting my hair, and it was like this promo, and I don't know, something with this, Kevin Owens and like Moxley recently. I think it's like when they put the passion into it like he did in this one. It just makes it feel so much different than any other promos. And so that's like my, the favorite type, for at least for me, is like the intense, passionate promos. Wow. I saw... Well, blending reality with well i'm i'm literally watching this don't spoil i'm not him. spoiling i'm just saying theory finally for one time doesn't look like a punk he's out there he's whipping some ass <laughs> right now like he's been he's getting beat up for like six weeks straight he's finally doing something there we go all right anyway <laughs> but yeah yeah you were talking you were talking about before how they gave up on theory i was like nah they're just making him well, he seemed like he was, like, punished. Whoever, he would literally, like, be, like, squashed and buried and everything, like, weekly. Well, it's whoever wins the, the briefcase. Like, they always bury them immediately right after for no reason. Right. But you gotta remember, Theory, Austin Theory was in NXT with Johnny Gargano. He was part of Triple H. And yeah, that's right. People. Not just a Vince guy. <laughs> he was part of the way with uh, Johnny Gargano. Um... So the main event overall was Edge versus Dominic Mysterio. Edge just wanted to punish him, <laughs> speed him down, which he pretty much did. Uh, but in the end, Edge won via uh, disqualification, and Judgment Day attacks Edge afterwards. And um, they were working his leg like the whole match or knee, and then at the end they did like a chair stomp spot, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I feel like they always just take Edge out and then bring him back. Like, it's always a chair spot too like that. This this injury apparently the way they described it isn't a break, uh, so he'll he'll be. So like a couple weeks then, I guess. Probably, probably in time for extreme rules or yeah. something. But uh, that wraps up Raw. Anything to add, guys, or do you want me to go on to Dynamite? It was another good show. I actually enjoyed it again. Yeah, Raw's been. Uh, yeah, I gotta say that Tony, you gotta be a little worried there, boss. They've been putting on a good show there for you. <laughs> uh, Dynamite this week opened up with John Moxley and Sammy Guevara in the AEW World Title Tournament. I thought it was a pretty strong opener. Um, I can't. I know these guys have wrestled before. I just can't remember when. It was like or back happened. in like year one, I think. Early on, yeah. Uh, winner was John Moxley. I mean, who didn't see that coming? Yeah. Let's be real. Um, after that, we had a nice little promo from MJF. Always gr- glad to see him out, out in the yeah. ring. Uh, nice to see, like, MJF he actually explained biz. all the people, too, and that made sense. It's not just, like, a group of people they smashed together. Yeah. So, um, always good stuff from him. Uh, anything to add about it or anything you guys remember specifically that he said that stood out? I like the name, the firm, for his group. Because that makes sense with him and Stokely. Basically just hiring... So that's that's right. That's what happened. Yeah. So the firm is a group that is put together on an as-needed basis. And I will tell you this. It's uh, W. Moore. I will tell you this right now. 
That group sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be the only one. Come on. It's a group. The group sucks. It's a group. Let me explain the group. It's a group where everyone goes their separate ways unless called upon. It's W. Morrissey, Stokely Hathaway, uh, Ethan Page, Austin and Colton Gunn, yeah. and... Um, yeah. There's one more person. Uh, but, but Tim, also, we just MJF we well. said this about like the other groups before when they first started. We're like, what is happening? And then it turned out pretty good. What group has turned out pretty good? <laughs> well, mean, the first inner circle. <laughs> the first inner circle was cool. Yeah. And obviously, to no fault of their own, to no fault of their own. With with Brody Lee in the Dark Order, that was cool. Obviously, yeah. can't do anything about that. And then I feel like the the JAS was good for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean Andy liked it with the sports and the and all that stuff. But yeah. it was like I'm just like, dude, what is this? First of all, who is that guy? Stokely Hathaway. Who the fuck is that? I don't even know who that guy is. And then. He like he has all the. I was he. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> he he ran di- he ran Diamond Mine in NXT, which was Roderick Strong's group, and then he was released. Yeah, because it's all right. Along well, with anyway, it's just not good. <laughs> but he's apparently MJF's best friend, yeah. is what he said on TV. Dude, I all I could no. think is I was like, man, MJF being there, awesome. MJF's the man. Who in the hell invited <laughs> these jobbers here? And why are they there? It's like he should they should have helped him win the title and then like never been associated with them like ever again. Remember how the pinnacle was a thing but died out without any explanation? The pinnacle. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> that was when MJF was MJF, about to walk. FDR Wardlow. Yeah. Yeah. No explanation, just died. Just one week too many there, factions. Um, after that, though, we had uh, Hobbs and Starks brawl after Hobbs's match. Um, Starks came down from the from the audience. Speaking of not a faction and, anymore, it, Team Taz. Speaking of, yeah, Team Taz. <laughs> Team Taz. I know. I love how Tony's like, "Oh, um, three factions just broke up." He's like, "We got to make like six more." I'm like, no. <laughs> gotta make more guys just, like, just let the ones that are there be there <laughs> he's like i can't make stars but i can make the death. worst the worst faction by far is the death triangle because it's stupid it makes no sense they're literally a team for absolute they're absolutely they're a team for literally no reason <laughs> nah the worst group is best friends well best that friends? depends on they're see, best that friends depends on, yeah, they're our best friends, and then, you know, I know, look, we represent the pro wrestling fans, so even though we don't have one here on the show with us, there are people that like <laughs> the now, funny actually, stuff. Actually, the Hardy family compound. Oh, uh, yeah. The Hardy family compound. Yeah, that's yeah. that one, yeah. Oh, my God. Think about, how many, think about how many factions AEW has had in three years. Holy shit. House of Black. Oh my God! House of Black also. It like uh, the, so many. It's like over the ten. The factory is still a thing. Um, yeah. 
So backstage, we have Orange Cassidy, Superman punching, Pack, and it looks like he's going to be going for the All-Atlantic Championship, uh, which this is like a day one rivalry, like redone now. They actually had a really good match on the pay-per-view, Pack and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was like the first time we actually saw that Orange Cassidy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It, It was during that match, I remember. Um, main event, though, was Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho, I want to say two, yeah. uh, in the AEW World Tournament. Winner was Brian Danielson. How would you guys compare this to their pay-per-view match at all? I actually like this one better than the pay-per-view match. Danielson made him tap out, I believe. Yeah, yeah I mean, even with commercial breaks, I, I don't know. This like this one <laughs> felt better for some reason. Or maybe it was because Chris Jericho wasn't doing the light and hard thing, and they weren't trying to like just wrestle out-wrestle each other and just have a match. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the one at the pay-per-view but, was like, you could see one guy could clearly still do that style, and then the other guy was like, yeah. doing his best to still do that style. Where this one, yeah. they just were like doing what they're both good at, you know? Um, like I said, winner was Brian Danielson, though, and that means he's going to be facing John Moxley. Both are in Blackpool Combat Club. Moxley came out, had a little face-to-face with him at the end of the show, um, and that'll be safe for next week. I believe Grand Slam is it next week or two weeks. It's uh, this week. So okay. I, or so week. I just had a quick question with this. So MJF's been teasing like he's gonna get involved in the main event. Is the chip, like you know, he won the Casino Battle Royale. The chip. Is it like yeah? A money is in it the like bank? a Money in the Bank or is it not? <laughs> I thought it was, but Tim, Tim talked all this trash about it when I thought that. You thought it was hilarious when I thought that. Well, that night, because I was like, Andy's like, he's cashing the chip. The rules of this stuff isn't explained well. Okay. How stupid is it, though? Look, I'm just throwing this out there, okay? You know MJF was coming back that night. If the chip... The casino chip. I can't believe I'm using that in this sentence. If the casino <laughs> chip is actually something where you could just cash it in, just like Money in the Bank, same concept, why wouldn't of MJF cashed in that night when Punk's ass was like already beat and he was tired and worn out? That would have been... I mean, that's the edge. That's what he did to John Cena after the Elimination Chamber. That's the classic. You do that. You got to do it. Hmm. If he's really if he's really the devil, you do that. He has to like lay out the opponent first and then do it. And and not only I think that is also crazy enough and like a big enough deal in wrestling to where even after the media press conference and the fight in real life happens with all those guys, which we're not really talking about. We've decided we're not really talking about that anymore until all the rest of the shit comes out. I'm sick and tired of top of it. Nope. Moving on. But you would have had that be a big enough deal where I don't think it would have been like completely overshadowed, you know? Like I think it would still have been like, holy shit. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I mean I just don't think have the... because just for like this show the Grand Chicago? Slam. Like they would have to save it for that or something, maybe. They were in Chicago though. Yeah. But they wanted they loved MJF there, man. They popped huge. Huge. Um, it's gonna be huge. So let's, yeah, that's that wraps up dynamite. If you, unless you guys have anything to add, I don't no, really have. Looking forward to MJF cashing in the chip now. 
Yeah, the chip. It's gonna be huge. He's going all in. Boots. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, so this I was this like, alright. <laughs> uh, Smackdown, Hogan Paul, I mean Logan Paul <laughs> opens the show. <laughs> Hogan, Hogan Paul, Paul, brother. Uh, Logan Paul opens the, Logan Paul opened the show, and I guess the story was for this is Logan Paul had Roman Reigns on Impulsive, which I want to listen to because when is Roman Reigns really in a full podcast interview ever um and apparently after roman left logan was saying that if they ever wrestled the title would be his or the match would be you know his um so then there was a whole tweet war going on between him and logan and triple h popped in and was like well i happen to have a show where you can speak your mind and talk about your differences uh so logan paul the show and says like oops you pissed someone else off again um, talks about what happened. Bloodline comes out. Paul Heyman returns with them. No Roman. No surprise there. Uh, so the whole bloodline surrounds the ring. Um, Logan and Paul kind of go back and forth on the mic. And Logan Paul says that he sets up, he has a conference set up. He says Vegas, but I think he meant Los Angeles. Because they were promoting WrestleMania Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. During it, but for the next day, he says on Saturday that he's gonna have a press conference, and you know, I think Paul's afraid that he's gonna challenge Roman Reigns. Well, that's ended up ended up what happened the next day. There was a press conference, and it was announced that Roman Reigns and Logan Paul are gonna be going at it for the title at Crown Jewel November fifth. I want to say. Might be the eighth, but I think it's the fifth. Ah, um, it's not as hey, look. It's why this is happening. I, I hate no it. Idea. It's awful. But hear me out. It's a great <laughs> business. It's a, <laughs> it's a great business move, dude. The Paul brothers yeah. are huge. They got a giant following, dude. Look, think about it. Triple H is like, okay, I've switched stuff around. I'm trying to make stuff better. Okay, the people that are seeing it are people. That have already been watching, for the most part. So we're all hyped. What a great way to get people to come on board and watch Logan Paul fight for the WWE title. But then they're also seeing the rest of the show and they're thinking, oh, wow, this is like, hopefully, they're thinking, oh, this is a lot better than I watched last year or two years ago or when I was in middle school. And you know, however old you know kids are that are watching it. So it's like. I think it's a great business strategy. I'm just like, obviously, Roman Reigns is going to win this match. There's no way Jake Paul's winning the WWE title. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, okay, well, there's there's a 0% chance that, that Jake Paul is. There's at least a, a small... <laughs> so anyway, Logan Paul. You know, one of those guys that does the YouTube and the Pokemon and the boxing, you know. Do, do you think the, the Saudi prince knows who he is? No, he only wants uh, he wants br- he wants Bruiser he Goldberg. wants Bruiser Brody and Andre the Giant and uh, Macho Man <laughs> and Owen Hart to come wrestle. Um, but no, Tim, you're right. Logan Paul has like 30 million followers, and he brings eyes to yeah. the product. He's also get under contract and is being paid more than Ronda Rousey. So if you're not going to use him, you're kind That's of insane. It's bad business if you're not going to use someone that you're paying millions of dollars yeah look 
he's playing the chess tri- dude triple h is he's a boss he like tony yeah. is i love tony i love WWE. but like right triple h is playing chess right now there like he's he's really he's just doing things and making moves that he just i feel like he knows that people are gonna be so hyped about you know and there's more surprises to come apparently that we have no idea about. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, you know, Jeremy and I were just talking before we started recording live that and you know, one of the reasons why the, we're just not going to talk anymore about just drama, drama, drama is because yeah, like like yeah, you can put that in your title, your video and get views or whatever. But it's like it hasn't been exactly fun to watch like a something I love like AEW like literally like feels like fall apart like right before my eyes it's been fun to watch them get get better but it's like (laughs) this was supposed to be the place that wasn't like that and it's literally like feels like it's turned to the opposite so it's a bummer but the one thing i said to jeremy before we started recording is it seems like now maybe they've leveled off and things will get better from here yeah just back to you know like we were, we were kind of saying before, like almost like a restart for AW because like yeah, like a, they got rid of all that re- stupid stuff and and honestly, the- I mean, I hope they yeah, like I hope they do better because like how it was before when WWE was the only major company, wrestling company around, like it wasn't it wasn't it didn't make it great really because it always helps when there's always something else going on. Yeah, I mean it, I and if there wasn't competition. Yeah, I think Triple H would do certain things to like be like, oh, I I want the product to be the way I want it or whatever. But at the same time, like some of the decisions that he makes, he's like, ah, you know, I think they he puts a little pressure on them, and pressure's good. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, competition always makes wrestling better. I was talking to I was talking to my buddy Corey. Shout out to Corey. I, I sent him that picture that you sent him about AJ being the god of everything at one point. <laughs> Wait, oh yeah, the AJ thing. Yeah, twenty yeah. like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Uh, yeah, if for for context, somebody on Twitter today, and I thought it was funny, so I posted a picture of it on the Instagram. But somebody was like. Do you remember when AJ Styles was the god of this shit? And it's like him, like in all black and Bullet Club, like with the emo cut, like having the IWGP the title. IWGP, and I was like, IWGP Yeah, IWGP that title. was a sick time in wrestling. I do remember that. That was dope. Yeah. So, so I was talking to Corey, though, and AJ's not in any storyline right now. He's not really used. But now, you know, we got Finn versus AJ, but now we could actually get a storyline because Finn's a heel. And you could actually have something going on instead of a thrown together match i think that'd be cool but that's just me booking it it is crazy aj styles yeah it'd be nice to see him back aj's in his mid 40s man like he he, you know he doesn't look it but he's you know he's an uh he's an older guy and it's crazy to think that hogan in wcw when he's doing the hollywood hogan and when i was a kid i thought he was like 100 he was like the same age as aj styles (laughs) is now so weird. Yeah, Hogan did not look good. <laughs> he still doesn't. No. Well, he also balded when he was like twenty. So, um, <laughs> yeah. 
That doesn't exactly. Now help. he has like these saggy arms. So. Yeah. <clears throat> well, continue on with SmackDown <laughs> during a commercial break. I love Andy's abrupt like they, uh... like switch. <laughs> well, you, you gotta go off the rails a little bit. Someone has to keep the show on track. All right. True. <laughs> um, during a commercial break at the live event, uh, the song White Rabbit was playing in the background, and it made uh, the videos were posted everywhere this past week. And everyone's speculating what that means. You know, they it was during a commercial break. Only the live audience saw it. White Rabbit was blasted. People seems seem to think it has to do with Karen Cross because in Lucha Underground his name was the White Rabbit. That was a Lucha Underground reference. Uh, well, now see, I was thinking it was a Karen yeah. Cross reference because of NXT. But if it's if it's a Lucha Underground reference, then I'm thinking more Bray Wyatt now. I'm going with everybody else. You think? Yeah. In in terms of in terms, so those are the two things. It's either Bray Wyatt or it's Karen Cross. I mean, the carrying cross aspect, it could just be cool. But, yeah, but th that's my point. No, f no offense to the Lucha Underground, but, uh, dude, no no 12-year-old kid that watches WWE doesn't give a two poops about Lucha Underground or what it was six years ago. Yeah. People did tweet carrying cross about well, it, and he didn't, he didn't say no, but it was kind of like he was joking with him, I think, of it was him. Oh, he's like, oh, it's me, yeah. Um, yeah. Why did he and, like, say a bunch that? Of emojis it's, it's, and everything. It, it's not him. He would never even do that if it yeah. was. If if he actually he even acknowledged it, so I don't think it's him now. Like, That's the thing. If someone acknowledge it, it's definitely not him. Yeah. Well, not long after that, Drew McIntyre came out and challenged Karrion Cross. Speaking of him, um, because last week uh, the show went off the air with Karrion Cross choking out. Um, Drew McIntyre. So Drew McIntyre comes out this week, hops on the announce table, and says, you know, basically, Karen Cross, you have my attention now, and uh, yeah, I guess challenges him to to something, some kind of match at some point. Challenges him something. I assume it's going to be extreme roles. No, they're going to have some sort of some match kind of, within I mean, they didn't ropes and ring and canvas. <laughs> they're going to do something. You know, something like a wrestling match. Well, the reason why I say that. Get in there and circle The reason why around. I say that, though. The reason why I say that, though, is because Extreme Rules is coming up, so who knows... So you're saying... What's the stips gonna be? What's the stipulation gonna be, boss? We don't know, but it's probably gonna have one. <laughs> and you're just what's like, something's gimmick? gonna happen with them. I don't know. <laughs> I like Andy. I like how, well, here's what's so great. Was... Cornette, who notoriously hates John Moxley, said that John Moxley's promo last week was not only perfect, he said it was flawless, perfect, amazing, one of the best pro wrestling promos he's seen. That's coming from wow. Corny, all right? And he, he always trashes Moxley. But Andy, on the other <laughs> hand, is like, yeah, he goes out and he cuts some promo. <laughs> he says some stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was my fun. That, and he's like, what? He said it before. And I was like, <laughs> so good. Dude, I can't. Oh, yeah. That's the one that Cornette was like, dude, it, <laughs> I can't get into everything they said. He's like, you know, he goes out, he it says some good. stuff. It was good. I thought it was really good, I feel too. Like he said similar things when he came back from rehab. I'm just, oh my I don't know. God. Well, spe speaking of that, uh, I just I just remembered that during MJF's promo, 
he said that basically he, you know, all the his demons, Moxley's demons about like about he brought up Moxley's yeah. rehab. The ba- they're basically having an MJF Moxley feud without even having it right now. Yeah. Um, so the main event of SmackDown before we get into Rampage, we had a fatal four way tag team match for number one contenders for the titles. We had the Brawling Brutes, Butch and Rich Holland versus the New Day versus Hit Row versus Imperium. Actually pretty pretty good match. That was um good. winners were the Brawling Brutes. So Rich Holland and Butch, I believe next week or this coming Friday will have a match against the Usos. Doubt they're going to win until the bloodlines, until Roman loses the titles. I doubt they're going to start losing yeah. the titles. I have just have to say, once the New Day actually retire, I think we'll never realize how actually good those guys are in tag matches. Because every single time they're in anything, it's really good. Dude, they used to steal the kickoff, the yeah. entire show, by being on the kickoff show with the Usos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Almost every yeah. pay-per-view. Well, I'm sure Tim's going to love to talk about this match. Rampage this week <laughs> opened up with Matt Hardy versus Darby Allen. He's shaking his head. Winner was Darby Allen. Afterwards, Birdie King comes out and says, uh, you know, just because you cut the head off the snake doesn't mean House of Black is done, pretty much, because Malachi Black is gone from the company, and I'm not going to make any speculation about the reasons why. You can look at what he posted about. I would suggest this: reasons of everything that went. If on. you are a wrestling fan like we were, and we didn't have any context a few weeks ago on the episode, um, if you want to know what happened with him, go to Malachi Black's Instagram, and you can read his own words. Don't go read what Meltzer said or whoever on Twitter. Go, li- go read what the man wrote himself. Okay, and that—that's the best thing I think that you should do regarding that situation. It's yeah. his business. It's his mental health. He didn't appreciate everybody weighing in on that, and I don't blame him. You know, even though we just reported what was being said. Um, go to his Instagram, read what he said. I think it'll make everything a lot more clear to you. So. Um, yeah, I, that's exactly, yeah, exactly what you should do if you, if you really want to know, um, cause we in the past had said some things and, you know, he came out, I think today or yesterday posted his actual, um, take on it. So go read that if you need to know. But like I said, Birdie King came out, cut a promo to Darby and threatened Matt Hardy and held him or choked him over the ropes and kept doing it until Darby and Sting accepted no, DQ match, I believe, at Grand Slam against uh, him and Buddy Matthews, which Sting and Darby ended up accepting. Um, Claudio Casanoli came out and cut a promo. Uh, Jericho ended up interrupting and pretty much said, you know, he is a seven-time world champion, had championships wherever he went. One title he never held was the ROH title, and he wants to go for that quote-unquote Ocho. The big Ocho, he said. I feel like he said that and he uh, thought it would be over so, and no one cared. <laughs> so, yeah. Right? It sounds like a great <laughs> thing to do. Um, so, yeah, he is challenging Claudio for the ROH title at Grand Slam. Chris, stop trying to make I Fetch think, happen. Yeah. Alright? Ocho um, doesn't work. No one cares. <laughs> no one wants to do your stupid ideas anymore today, Chris. <laughs> 
Um, lastly, for Rampage, and there's one thing I want to get into after talking about Rampage, um, we had Ethan Page making quick work of Dan Housen. I mean... Yeah. Anytime he gets in the ring, I'll talk about it, but... I know what Dan Housen's used for right yeah, now, sure. but he can wrestle. He can wrestle, but my... Th- <laughs> I swear he can wrestle. My thing about Danhausen is like you put him in a match with Ethan Page. It's like, dude, what? What? I I think Danhausen's funny. All right, and I, this is coming from a you know a cornet guy where like people always joke like, oh, you don't have any fun or whatever. But I like Danhausen. I think he's funny, but he can't beat Ethan Page. Like, it just can't happen. Like that's it doesn't it work. Also doesn't sh- a match like that doesn't show what Ethan Page well, can do. It doesn't. Really it doesn't help, help anybody. But it also like if it did, if he did lose to Danhausen clean, it's like who, like it's not really doing anything for anybody. He's making Ethan Page look bad, and Danhausen's yeah. gonna go back to managing the best friends next week. <laughs> His hands. <laughs> <laughs> um. But that's all I want to talk about Rampage real quick, though, before we go. Um, I wanted to go through some of the Grand Slam matches that were announced. There's a lot because it's Rampage and Dynamite. two-hour Rampage as well. I wanted to go well. through a couple of my favorites. It's a two-hour yeah. Rampage. Oh, okay. It's a two-hour Rampage. That makes more sense because there's a lot more matches than I have on this list yeah. in front of me. Um, I just wanted to go through a couple. Starting with Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Do you think if the feud's going to continue, Ricky should win this one? Uh, you, I think it should go at least longer than it did on all at All Out. It got yeah, short. I mean, I think like Ricky think, should win this one because isn't he from New York? Oh no, he's from Louisiana. Never mind. All right, never mind. Well, he should still win. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. needs to be two more matches. There needs to be one where Ricky wins, and then there needs to be the big, you know, down the road. They need to do a gimmick match like a. Uh, yeah. You know, they that's that's when you do a gimmick match is when you've had two matches and you need to settle the score and the only way it can be settled is by blood, brother. We're gonna get in the cage or like that's where it makes sense and works. So I hope that they I hope that they do that. Um, after that, there's I don't even know much about this. There's a golden ticket battle royal. How many number one contenders can you have? And how many different kinds well, of number one contenders? They also matches, have like, like ten different titles. So. <laughs> okay, well, MJF has a chip. <laughs> MJF has a chip, so like, what can this go for? Is the TNT the TNT title, title it can be the all all Atlantic. It can be I don't know. <laughs> what else do they have? The Ring of Honor stuff. I don't know. Uh, Sammy Guevara versus Sammy Eddie Guevara. Kingston is apparently happening. Eddie Kingston's legitimately going to beat up Sammy Guevara in this match. I can see Eddie Kingston being like, Tony, let me get in the ring. I'll show you I can be a professional. We'll be professional, okay? (laughs) I promise. It's going to be fine. Murder Sammy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sting and Darby Allin versus House of Black. Dude, House of Black, have they won anything? I feel like they never win. Yeah, not on the big shows. I don't know. I feel like Dude, they should win honestly, this one. But... Like... Honestly, I'm throwing this out there. I think House of Black was the worst thing to happen as far as, like, I'm talking just wrestling storyline-wise. He probably thought it was cool and fun, but I think House of Black was the worst thing to happen to Malachi Black. When he came in and was his own thing, and he was just being him, and he was facing Cody, 
It was cool. And then all of a sudden, he, like, got a faction. And you know who would have made it cool? Triple H. Trips. <laughs> Trips or Malachi should be the leader of the Judgment Day, but that's just me. See if they're still uh, around five months from now when his yeah, when his contract's up. Uh, we have Action Bronson and Hook versus Angelo Parker and Matt Menard. All right, I don't like this. You know who those two guys Smoke are? Smoke turkey! J-A-S. Sorry, I was thought <laughs> I thought you were asking me about Action Bronson. <laughs> he always used to rap about food. He used to be a chef. Yeah, he has a food show, too. I think... I want to say Action Bronson. I mean, yeah, they're going to win. They're, they're from New York. And, like, they built it like that. Smoke. Oh, Smoke yeah. turkey. I think, I think <laughs> Andrew Parker and Matt Menard might be... Yeah, I think they York are, too, too, but they're heels... <laughs> <laughs> um, we have Claudio Castagnoli versus Jericho ROH World Claudio. I think Daniel Garcia gets involved and costs Jericho Ooh. the title and then that starts the feud with Daniel Garcia I, like I don't I, I'm fine with that <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with right, that <laughs> but I'm, I'm fine with all that but it's just like what is Ring of Honor Wait, you fine with it? What is Ring of Honor? Like, what is it? Mm. <laughs> like, They're waiting like, for their deal. <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, there's not, it's not even a show. Like, I, like, what do you, like, where can yeah. I watch it? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it doesn't exist. You only watch pay-per-view. The, t- you only watch the pay-per-view. title has as much, as much value as the FTW belt. It's, it's a made-up title. It's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't know about look, at at one time the ROH title was very prestigious, okay? I'm just saying now not so much. We have Pack versus Orange Cassidy all Atlantic Championship. I'm just gonna say Orange Cassidy, it's annoyed Tim. God can these guys just not wrestle each other anymore? I'm so sick of it. They've had at least <laughs> twenty matches once. over the last <laughs> Dude, they've had like twenty matches over the last three. (laughs) I swear they've had like, or does just Orange Cassidy wrestle everybody? So I'm sick of him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the next match is the match I'm looking for most, which is the acclaimed versus Swerving Our Glory. Scissor me, the acclaimed are gonna win. And if they don't, Tony (laughs) Khan. If they don't, Tony Khan's out of his mind. No. If they don't win, I, yeah, they have to win, dude. It'll be a huge. They're so over. Yeah. It's crazy. But don't forget, boys. Boys. Um, and then finally, let me just throw this out there. We've learned this in the past with people. Sometimes the chase is better than when yeah. they actually have it. Just throwing that out there. But that—that's all booking. <laughs> that's all booking post them winning the title. Uh, and then John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. From a business standpoint, it's probably smarter to make Moxley the face, so I don't want to see it. I'd rather see Danielson. Yeah, I'm going with Moxley just because they've, they've already built MJF versus Moxley up already. I want Danielson to win, but I think Moxley's yeah. going to. And then Moxley's going for that 
that three, and then he'll be technically a four-time world champion, three-time AEW. It's just interesting to me, though, that a guy, I mean, me personally, I think it should be Danielson. But because this is a dude who two years ago, or four or five years ago, beats Batista and Triple H at the main event of WrestleMania, then goes out of retirement, comes back, then he just a few years ago he's in the main event at Ro- uh, WrestleMania with Roman Reigns. Well, he beat he beat AJ for the title on a SmackDown. Uh, wrestled Kofi in the main or at WrestleMania, and then his last match, I believe, was Dan was Edge and Ro- was his last match. Yeah. And I don't and I don't think he I don't yeah. think he what? cares. Because he's getting paid well, and he loves pro wrestling, and he just wants to probably have good masters. But I just think his star, or his star power, his stock, however you want to phrase it, has dropped a lot since coming to AEW. I mean, he was like a main WWE guy. Like, he was like a, one of the big guys. And now he's kind of just a guy. He was a darling in, in there. Now yeah. he's in a well, I'm just saying, it's because Moxley is AEW's ace. I think he's going to win. Is he, though? He is. <laughs> not, not to me. Not yeah, you know, I'm going to be the joker body. then. All right, how about that, boss? <laughs> um, but, yeah, Tim, that, wrap, that wraps up the show this week. Well, I got a new segment. I'm introducing it live on the air right now, okay? So, before we close out the show every, each and every week, I'm going to be doing, since I am the old school wrestling fan, we're going to be doing Classic Show of the Week. So, Classic Show of the Week this week. And I'd love for you guys to tweet us, reach out to us. If you've never seen it before, let me know how you liked it. If you DM us on Instagram, I will DM you directly back. But go watch SummerSlam 2002 live in Long Island, New York from the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. A double ben- a double main event. You have the returning Shawn Michaels who can't, who comes back after four years of being off with a back injury, and he competes against Triple H in a non-sanctioned match. And your main event of the evening, and this is a match that I feel like people forget about all the time and doesn't get talked about enough, The Rock versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Great show. Awesome. Great show. Almost every match on the card. I mean, you just to name a... Might be the best summer. Maybe of all time. time. It's it's been and I'm about. just throwing a couple other matches on there. Opening match: Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho versus Ric Flair, Edge versus Eddie Guerrero. I mean, this card is freaking stacked, man. So go check out that show, and uh, I promise you, you will not regret watching this one. Obviously, you can find that on Peacock. Um, and yeah, I think that wraps everything up. I thank you guys so much for joining me, Andy, and Jeremy for episode fifty-two, and we can't wait to be back next week to talk to talk all things pro wrestling with you, the fans. All right. Bye-bye, everybody, and have a great day.